fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. This is the Fade You Podcast. We are recording episode 45 on April 28th, 2021. Welcome to the show. Hello to all the dads out there and the moms. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. Please follow us on Twitter at Fade You Sports and make sure you are subscribing to our podcast wherever you're listening. My name is Matthew James. Um, I had no internet last week, so it's been a while since we dropped a new episode. So it's good to be back with the boys. Kmart is here. Kyle, how you doing? Uh, one more sleep. <laughs> one more, huh? <laughs> one more, and then we get we get the quarterback of our dreams. It's, as you're holding your little Niners football in your hand, you look like yeah. a little kid on Christmas Eve. Although, got to be honest. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, Bucket Boy is joining us again to talk some NFL. Uh, he joined us a couple weeks ago. So Neil, thanks for coming back and uh, talking some draft props with us, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, the NFL draft is, uh, is an exciting time for, for everybody. So, Absolutely. And this one's fun because uh, there's definitely some unknowns. Uh, last year's college football season was certainly different. So I feel like teams have less information on certain guys that sat out. And so uh, we, were, we will all find out what happens in about 24 hours. So looking forward to the draft. We'll, we'll get back on another show soon and talk some baseball and basketball and everything going on there. But this one, we are going to focus specifically on the draft and some of these props. So the lines that we're going to talk about are from our friends at BUSR. So check them out. They've got some good sign up bonuses. If you go to BUSR.com slash fade you, you can check those out. Uh, but as always, you want to be shopping around you want to have multiple books when you're looking at things like draft props because prices can be pretty wildly different at different places. All right, Kyle, uh, when I posted yesterday that we were going to have this episode, I said that you are likely to die alone on this hill where you don't think it's going to be Mac Jones at three. And I mean, it, there's just so much talk that it is. So I want to give you a chance to explain what what are you seeing differently than what seems to be the narrative that's going to happen? I mean, I just I just don't get it. Um, all college football season, even after Mac Jones wins a championship, it's late first round at best, maybe early second. Um, I think I said on their last pod, Mac Jones feels like a, a New England Patriots pick at 15, you know, because, you know, they're looking to upgrade. So that's the earliest I could see him going. I just, I just don't understand why the Niners would trade up to number three, trade away a couple picks to take Mac Jones when they could have easily probably waited until draft day and waited there. Um, like a couple teams are probably doing right now. Um, and then as soon as they did it, I, I mean, nothing out of Niners camp was saying Mac Jones. I don't know where they're, where ESPN's getting this narrative but Kyle Shanahan god what was his quote he says in the past he was like you want to find someone like Drew Brees but who can move like Lamar Jackson is that Mac Jones like that guy looks like he eats mac and cheese and grilled cheese every night for dinner like he's just 
yeah, he can he can thread the needle, but I mean, he's West Coast offense. You want a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Um, I'm hoping it's Justin Fields, and the reason I think all along it's Fields is because if the one thing the Niners are saying is true and they want to keep Jimmy G, which I think they should, is you let him play out the season, and if he goes down again, you have Justin Fields, who I think can carry this team and take him to the Super Bowl. I don't think he can do that starting week one, but if you can get him in week eight, nine, have that be kind of his threshold. You saw the Niners do it with Colin Kaepernick when Alex Smith went down. So, you know, it can be a similar situation. Um, Trey Lance, uh, the reason I can see him going there, because again, with what the Niners camp said, they want to keep Jimmy G. Trey Lance is so raw. Uh, I mean, very, very raw. They definitely would want to keep Jimmy G for the entire year, let him get molded, learn under someone who learned under Tom Brady. Um, I just, again, I can't see it being Mac Jones. I just, uh, West Coast offense, you want to be able to run some bootlegs. I mean, his, his videotape of, getting out of the pocket isn't the best. He's made some great throws. Like he's a great passer, but I truly think where this league is headed and what Kyle Shanahan wants to be able to do, you want what he said, someone who can throw like breeze and move like Mar- Lamar Jackson. And that's probably more Trey Lance, but he's just more raw than fields. And I've said it, I said it a month ago. I think fields is the best quarterback in this draft. I think in three to five years, we'll all see it no matter where he goes, barring like some fucked up injury. So that's kind of my belief behind it. Um, I, I'm i going to flood every book that that keeps letting the noise of Mac Jones. I'll, I'll flood it um, and I'll just hammer Lance and Fields because either way, I'll be making money at plus money. And that's my take. When did you – so you have fields to go third right now. When did you lock that one in? Two uh, weeks ago? Like three weeks ago, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, so the line was – I was working, watching ESPN, and they're like, fields, number three pick is plus 170. So we're texting some friends, found someone in Vegas who I could send some money to. And by the time they got to the book after they worked a half day – the line had already dropped to minus 110, I believe. And then after I put my bet in, it dropped to minus 130. So it was looking pretty good. Um, but for whatever reason, the chatter has just stayed the same on Mac Jones. And now you're hit, hearing things out of the Niners camp with their scout team, you know, pushing for Lance. I just think it's a lot of false narratives. I just, I just think it's going to cause chaos tomorrow. I, I don't think – I mean, I'm always excited to see what the Niners do because, I mean, it's kind of – this is like halfway between the end of the season and when preseason starts. So it's like, oh, a little taste of football. But I don't think I've been like this excited for the top ten probably since the Michael Crabtree draft just because I was hoping somehow the Niners could get him. Well, Neil, this wouldn't be the first time that there's some – misinformation campaign going on with the top of the draft to try to throw teams off the set. What do you think's going on here? 
You know, it's just an interesting one from the Niners take because it's it, there's there's no reason why they're trying to throw. I can't come to, around. I, first of all, I'm with Kyle. I, I, I think it's got to be Fields. My biggest bet so far on the draft is I was there's field there's a line for Fields over under seven and a half, and I have the under seven and a half. I had to lay minus one fifty for it, but yeah, we, you know I think we forget, and I think to to say that you know to knock Fields for anything that he did last season is really unfair because you know of obviously Lance sat out. I think he played one game. They you know they only played one game before he decided to sit out. But the Big Ten was the latest league to start besides the Pac-12. Now we're not arguing about a Pac-12 quarterback, but remember the SEC was playing football. BYU played football. Um, you know, Big Ten was on hiatus and it was, we all remember, it was Fields leading the charge saying that we need to play football. And they finally allowed, I think the first game was, their first game wasn't until the end of October, right? So there was no, to, to knock any of these quarterbacks for like what they did last season is, is unfair. So to Kyle's point, that makes no sense to me. Why, you know, all of a sudden we, you know, we all said it's Lawrence, you know, it's Lawrence and Fields, Lawrence and Fields, one, two, one, two after, you know, two years ago. So there's nothing that should have changed that. Um, so I am with Kyle. I, I would be hard pressed to see it not being fields may, you know, Lance fine, but you know, even if it's Lance, if it is Mac Jones, you know, it's just going to create massive chaos in this draft. Um, I think, and I can't see, you know, when you have teams like the Falcons and, you know, I Cincinnati, potentially Miami, you know, teams that'll be just fine, potentially dra- trading back. Um, you know, if, if it's still on the board, I just don't see to, to the point of the question though, right. I don't see the point because no one's trading, no one's taking picks away where right? we're not, we didn't even, we started our pod with the third pick, right? Because one and two is just, it's, it's Lawrence and Wilson. It's done. So we started three, you know, there's gamesmanship. If you were to talk about like, Oh, I don't want somebody to trade up, you know, to two potentially, and and steal the two pick let me say i want mac jones so that people think oh that's fine there you know fields is going to be in there at four or five and i still have a chance um but it's just interesting that that's not the case this year so what you know why why so much love is on mac jones i'm a little befuddled myself um and and i'm with kyle i you know i think we talked about earlier on the setup if it is Mac Jones, there's just going to be mass chaos, you know, for the rest of the draft. Um, you know, with people trying to to trade up to get Fields, I, I think he's still, you know, he by every account, like he's a good kid. Did the second pro day? I mean, he's done everything that I think teams have asked for. You can't, you know, you can't. There's not a negative word um, about him. You know, Mac Jones. We know, you know, guy had some issues in college, right? He had a DUI for crying out loud. It's like there's there's question marks around that at three. So. I'm with Kyle, but I, I again the the gamesmanship piece that there's no real point, which always has made me a little questionable as to you know maybe it is going to be Mac Jones because I just don't see why you would you know what's the big push to get the Mac Jones hype out there um, because you're not trying to fool anyone at this point. I mean I think we've all known for a month now that the draft starts at three. Totally and agree. I'll, yeah, you know San Francisco for all intents and purposes, San Francisco has the first pick in this draft. Yeah, so. Kmart, if it is Mac Jones, I mean, keep sharp objects away from. (laughs) Well, yes, that yes, and is how how big a mistake is it in your eyes as a Niners fan? I mean, will they still be okay 
if it is Mac, I mean, what do you think if it is Mac Jones? I mean, I guess we'll just tip our cap to the Shanahan's and say, okay, we trust you guys, but in your eyes, what would be the consequences and ramifications there? I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I'm not the only Niner fan that, you know, wants probably Justin Fields. Um, you know, I, I obviously want Justin Fields like a hundred percent, but I would be fine with Lance just kind of thinking what they might do. Mac Jones, I think I'd be a little like annoyed for a week or so. As Neil said, you know, in the moment of the draft, I'm probably going to throw something. Um, yeah, and that's because that. I'll end up losing a little bit of money, but, <laughs> but I don't like, over under on you throwing something. If they take Mac Jones, that's a me, good post, prop. That would be a great down. prop right there. Oh post yeah. Down. I mean, there's no, Oh, number of objects. Um, shit. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting a new iPhone tonight, so. Okay. Well, there's one. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep that away when they go in. But uh, yeah, I'll, pr- I'll probably just that little Niner football I have in my hand. So I'll throw that in. How many things that hits and breaks afterwards um, is another prop. But I mean, I, I trust I trust Shanahan. Um, I just again every every quote he said since he's been in the league, it just doesn't doesn't match up to Mac Jones. Um, I I just don't understand. I mean they. They tried to trade their first round pick to the Jets, but the Jets were had uncertainties about Zach Wilson's shoulder. So they declined it. So we could have had fucking Sam Darnold. And that, that actually pisses me off even more. I used to like the Jets because of that coming up. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hope Zach Wilson just has the worst career ever because it, it pissed <laughs> me off. Fuck you, Salah. Fuck everybody in New York. Like, I would have loved to have have Sam Darnold. Darnold. Then they're talking about getting Deshaun Watson. So you have two guys that they're looking at getting who don't play anything like Mac Jones. So again, why the fuck would it be Mac Jones? Like they'd be downgrading from Jimmy G. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, the ceiling on Lance is huge. What Fields already is is huge. I just don't see why you go again, trade out of the three, get some picks and draft Davis Mills. I guarantee you Davis Mills will be a better quarterback in the league than Mac Jones. Well, and then you had the noise that they were going to look to trade Jimmy G. What was it before or during the draft? It's just everybody's it's like, it's there. I don't know where this stuff comes from. Yeah. It's just, it's just, Somebody thinking they're close and saying, oh, this is what's probably going to happen. I don't really buy it. Um, they wanted a first rounder. New England said no. Now they're saying, oh, they're going to come off that and try to get a set. It's like if they get if they draft fields, I can definitely see them saying, all right, let's just go for it. Let's trade Jimmy G. If we can get a second or third rounder to you know get more depth, you know, maybe a player if they become available. I could see them, you know, swapping it with New England then. But yeah, this is I mean, Jace, Jason LaConfora on Twitter literally yesterday. Very strong expectation yeah. among other GMs that 49ers will make major effort to move Jimmy G before or during the draft. Like, that's how does that come out and get tweeted? Want Jimmy G. Like, yeah. that's, it's just GMs are thinking that because that's what they want. That's just, they're just hoping for it. But 
this I, I truly believe the only team they trade him to is probably the Patriots, unless somebody just comes out of the wheel works and says, like Atlanta's like, fine, take take the number four pick. We want we want Jimmy. We're getting rid of Matt Ryan. Because maybe maybe they only want fields. So we take fields, maybe they're like, fuck it. Like, but that's that's ludicrous. No one would do that. Well, you have the Broncos trade for Teddy Bridgewater today. So there's yeah. potentially a team that might be interested in a veteran QB that's probably not now. So, yeah, yeah it, it's just interesting when that stuff comes out, what, two days before the draft. Like, oh, guess what? The Niners are going to try to trade Jimmy Garoppolo before during the draft. It's like this happens every year. It's just right. stuff just randomly gets tweeted and reported. And it also looked like Russell Wilson was getting traded yeah. two months ago. So, yeah. Exactly. And then well, even, yeah, go ahead, Neil. Someone's got someone in the draft. And I, I do agree in that someone in this draft is going to be left without a quarterback. Right. I, I can see somebody, you know, a, a Washington or a Chicago, you know, or a Patriots or someone's going to be desperate once the first five quarterbacks are taken off the board. And I, you know, especially when you look, I think with, with Washington and Chicago, who two teams who probably feel like, they are only an adequate quarterback away from from really being a contender. And I think right with both Washington football team and Chicago, they know that they have the defense. They have offensive pieces. They're just missing a quarterback. Um, you know, you could see a team that's, you know, and, if, you know, both Washington and Chicago in 19 and 20, you know, it's going to cost them a lot to trade up and get a, and to get a rookie. But you're kind of, you know, in the ballpark of two teams that, you know, certainly can win now and, you know, just to see how desperate somebody can be. I mean, draft night, I, I, I do think that this is going to be a very crazy draft night. Um, you know, I, as you know, fun only because we had nothing else to watch last year. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of action and trades. I, I think this year is going to be very different in that regards of a lot of people, you know, moving around because I think there's just different pieces. And once these pieces start flying off the board, uh, it's going to be different. So I, yeah, it, to the extent that Garoppolo is still on the San Francisco 49ers, I would, after tomorrow night, my guess would be probably not. Um, I think if I had to make, if I had to bet, I would say, no, he would not be on a, he would, he will not be a 49er tomorrow. Because again, you're, you're going to want a second or you're going to want a, a first round pick in order to train him. And I think there's going to be a team out there who will put that, you know, and, and offer that to him. Kyle, did you hear what Shanahan said when someone asked him if he could guarantee that Jimmy G would be on the roster on Sunday? Yeah, it was pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> it's <was> pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something like I. It sounds like an annoyed Kyle comment. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it just made me laugh. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're a professional. Let's go. I can't guarantee anyone will be alive on Sunday. Was that what it was? Yeah, I can't guarantee that anyone will be alive on Sunday, like let alone, you know, next football season. It's a little dramatic. Yeah, it's just Jeez. clearly frustrated and annoyed yeah. with the questions. Yeah, it does sound like something annoyed Kyle would say. Jeez. Yeah. All right, let's tell everybody about Anchor and then come right back and talk about some of these. And we'll circle around and hit some of these other props. Okay, Kyle, is there a 1% chance it's going to be Kyle Pitts at three and everybody and the world is just shocked and everyone's eyeballs melt? There's always a chance, I'm, but I, f- I feel like we have so, enough playmakers oh, on, on that. 
it would be really cool though yeah i mean it really would <laughs> but i mean i swear to god if we were comfortable with garoppolo and his in- like he should like we shouldn't even be here like jimmy garoppolo is a good quarterback he already led us to the super bowl but two out of three seasons he's been injured for essentially the entire season so you know that bullshit line everyone likes you know the biggest whatever is availability he's just not available to his team and that's why we're here but yeah i mean if if we trusted jimmy to stay comfortable or to stay healthy there's no doubt in my mind when we traded up it would be for pitts or chase or somebody probably pitts because i mean even last year they were looking at getting another tight end who could just go alongside with kittle oh it'd be a nightmare to defend yeah i mean god but uh, we'll see. Now let's talk about pits. Uh, the the noise and the chatter out there is that the Falcons want him at four. Neil, you think he's for sure, for sure, for sure going five if the Falcons don't take him? I mean, how much are you comfortable laying on pits under five and a half? I think he's an interesting one for for Atlanta. Um, I, I, I if he's not if he's on the board for Atlanta, I think Atlanta's got to sit there and take him. I, I will predicate everything to the extent of I will go back to if the 49ers draft Mac Jones at three, everything flies out the door because I think the amount of teams Atlanta really you know has no need to have so many holes. You know they're one of those teams that has so many holes that, you know, to have a number four pick, to have a tight end in an offense, you know, that already has Julio Jones, you know, that has Julio Jones on it. You know, it's offense is not necessarily Atlanta's problem. You know, pass catchers is not Atlanta's problem with Jones and Ridley already on the team. Um, so it, the problem with fields at, at four is the fact that I'd be comfortable assuming Atlanta keeps their pick which I'm not completely convinced that they're that they're going to because of Mac Jones going at three. Um, other than that, yes, he's the best player. He's going to be the best player on the you know on the board for Atlanta at four if they decide to keep their pick. But there's I just think that there's going to be so much if Mac Jones goes three, and I would feel very nervous having a a Kyle Pitts under five and a half um, ticket if Mac Jones gets announced as the number third overall pick. Yeah, because what wheeling and dealing would start, and, and that would certainly be pretty nuts. Um, I guess the consensus is the next three guys should be Pitts, Chase, and Sewell. A lot of books are going to have all of them at five and a half. Kmart, somebody's got to go six. I mean... Yeah, I, I think I'm going to play both Pitts and Chase at over just because I don't have to play a guessing game and either way I'm going to win money as long as one of them goes six. So I'm just going to, you know, probably bet twice as much as I normally would. So I can get a decent, decent win back. And if somehow they go, if the Niners shock the world, then fuck my life. I'm going to lose a shit ton of money and (laughs) just probably cry. Um, But no, I mean, I think we obviously know the Niners are going quarterback like Neil said with the Falcons, 
I think they could trade it depending on what the Niners do. Um, but I mean, shit, I could see them taking Trey Lance at four for the same reasons I said, uh, then I could see the Niners taking him because he's raw, give him a year, even two years, and then let him come in. Look, look what the chiefs did with Mahomes. let him sit a year. And then he came out and he is greatest quarterback to ever live. So not saying Lance can be that, but he also has a lot of upside. He could be pretty damn good. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty dead set on the Bengals taking that lineman, um, Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, I mean, the only way, the only way the Bengals, I feel like, don't get him is the Chargers would have to just absolutely trade up if the Chargers trade with the Falcons at four, because I because he played at college with Herbert. Herbert has you know made a a great. Uh, I can't even think right now, but you know, he's Sewell has great character. So he's made a big push to get him. But after Burrow tore his ACL, I just can't see the Bengals passing up on, you know, solidifying his blind side there. Um, so that leads us to the Dolphins. You know, they're going with um Tua. So I think that's where I believe that's where Kyle Pitts is gonna fall. So Neil, you had a passionate plea for what the Bengals should do. The Bengals don't take Sewell. Thank you, hard bet the Bengals under their season win total. <laughs> I, I, as as adamant as Kyle is about the Niners not taking Mac Jones, I am as adamant as Cincinnati taking Sewell. You're talking about a Bengals team who just watched their franchise quarterback who was having a great year go down with an injury because you're the 29th best pass blocking team in the NFL. You and you play in a division that is otherworldly as far as your defensive lines are concerned, right? With you've got to face Cleveland, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Right. So you got six games against that front seven of each team. You have to protect Joe Burrow. It's not a, it is not an option. Um, so Sewell has to be there at five. I don't think this is even this isn't even a trade back potential. Um, you know, Sewell is there. He's going to be there five. You have to. I there's there. I, I get you know, we talked about, you know, yes, it. I'm sure Burrow would love to throw to, to chase, um, you know, the guy who won it, you know, helped him win the Heisman, but doesn't do you. Cincinnati, frankly, doesn't need a third wide receiver, you know, Boyd and Higgins, you know, they spent the first round pick or second round pick last year to get Higgins, you know, Boyd is, you know, very good wide receiver in his own right. They don't need a third wide receiver right now. They, they need to protect and make sure that Burrow stands up. So it, to me, to take Sewell under five and a half um, is a very strong bet because I just don't see how Cincinnati could do anything else. At the same time, there's a lot of talk out there, Kmart, that Jamar Chase is one of the best wide receiver prospects in a while, and they've played together at LSU. I mean, he would really be 
a playmaker for yes Boyd is a nice player and yes Higgins looks promising but Chase is a Chase is a pretty damn good wide receiver so I I kind of agree with Neil that that's what they should do get that left tackle to protect that franchise quarterback but at the same time you can see the appeal of Chase for that team oh I mean it's it's got to be tough I mean it's it's one of those things though that you got to they're not in a spot to draft the best available player. They're in a position where they have to draft their best available fit. So, or need, I should say. So in that tool, they, if, if offensive line talent wasn't that good, I mean, you don't, you don't reach at five to, you know, maybe get somebody, but Sewell, he, he could be a 10 plus year veteran. So he could come in, as a rookie and give up no sacks like you just have you have to do it uh, I, I just you can't you, you can't make the argument for chase even though he could be a ger- generational talent you just you have to do what's right for your quarterback and again if he didn't go down and tear his acl i think they might go after jamar chase but then again, they also might have won a couple more games and they might be the eighth pick. So you got to take what you were given. Take the damn lineman. Um, it's not a reach. It's really not a reach at number five. And be able to run the fucking ball too. Like, well, I've heard, yeah, I've heard some people say that the Jets should probably take Sewell at two. I mean, just load up and have just this beast of an offensive line. And it's like, I don't know, you build good teams through the offensive and defensive lines. Like we, everyone knows this. So it's well, almost like Chase is the the luxury pick, but I don't know if they can yeah. afford the luxury the pick. They should have done it. They just obviously decided it was time to part ways with Darnold. But I mean, Darnold or, or Wilson, I mean, I'm taking Darnold every time. Wilson had a great final season but he was fairly mediocre before that so well that's kind of what our guy Lombardi was saying it's like are you sure that Zach Wilson is that much better than Sam Darnold like why not keep Darnold for another year it's not even better than Justin I I just don't I yeah I mean I'm thrilled I'm just hoping the Niners don't fucking take Mac Jones (laughs) because it's like how are you gifted in my opinion and honestly, it's not even my own. There are other scouts out there who, when these two kids, Lawrence and Fields, were entering college, even at that time, and we all know that Lawrence was one of the highest touted, but at that combine, if you will, that senior, whatever they, whatever it is in high school, they said Fields is a better prospect than Lawrence. It's just for whatever reason. And I don't even know what's come out about him. I don't even understand why his stock's dropping right now. It's not like he's getting handies from massage therapists. Oops. Like (laughs) too soon. Too soon. Get it. (laughs) Neil, um, back to the Bengals real quick. Is there a part of you that just reminds yourself, wait a minute, this is the Bengals. Of course, they're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah, every day. And it, it doesn't help. Doesn't help. 
you know, it does, I, I would I like to say, like, again, I think the passionate plea is that Bengal Nation is listening because you can't, you know, the flashy guy absolutely is Chase. I mean, I think even, you know, I heard that had Chase come out last year, he would have been one of the first wide receivers taken. In and a you, good wide receiver draft. Yeah. In a good wide receiver draft. And then you have Justin Jefferson, who I don't think, you know, I don't, I know many people thought that and said Chase is a better wide receiver than Jefferson and Jefferson comes out and has one of the best wide receiver rookie seasons that anyone's ever had. So I think the push to say, you know, the, the plea for, you know, Chase is just even, I think more hyped because of how well Justin Jefferson did, um, you know, teammates at LSU that, that year with Burrow and they say, Oh, you know, we saw what Jefferson did. Chase can repeat. And I don't doubt that he probably can, you know, with the right team. And uh, but, but Cincinnati, you just have to do the smart thing. You need to protect. Again, I'm not a Burrow. I mean, Kyle's much more of a Burrow guy than I am. But I, you know, I love Burrow's story. I love a kid coming out and and succeeding. And I mean, I was heartbroken when the when he went down. It's like, of course, it would happen to the Bengals. Um, but so my pleas, because I just want to see, you know, good quarterbacks in the league is that they need to do the right thing and they need to take, you know, like Kyle said, this guy's going to be on your line for the next 10 years, protecting your most valuable asset. You have to keep your, you have to keep Burroughs, you know, standing up straight. Well, and you mentioned their poor pass blocking. I mean, they've, it's been like this for years, Cincinnati, has had a bad offensive line for years now. So it's like, this is your chance to really get that and, and lock in that critical, critical piece. And how do you not do it? Right. We shall see. Uh, Kyle, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, what do you think? Um, You could see them getting out of the top 10 um, just based off needs. I mean, I personally and this is obviously because of who's the quarterback but I personally am hoping Chase goes to the Panthers because that would be just a match made in heaven um who's who's the seventh pick Detroit Detroit so could end up there there were rumors that they tried to trade up to four for Pitts but Atlanta's asking price was too high, apparently. Now, okay. whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's just one of these many things that gets suspiciously leaked out the week of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, God, that's, that's the hard one, you know, because like when you, when you want to take all these, you know, over, under, you know, seating, it's, it's like, man, I really want to take a pits under five and a half mm-hmm. because you know the falcons probably want to pair him up with jones but shit what if they trade trade jones like this that's literally a bet you have to make like right before the pick yeah and the miners are on the clock you just got to be like well i hope they don't do a do a trade uh last second here um it's just tough but uh yeah detroit they could definitely take chase i really hope they don't because for my dynasty implications, I already have, I already have the running back, so I don't really want to have two playmakers on one shitty fucking team. So please, Lions, don't take Chase. Isn't it kind of the same deal we were talking about with Cincinnati, Neil? That like you're the Lions, your win total is so low. You have so many needs already. Can you really afford to blow your first pick on a on a luxury 
position wide receiver. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, for a team like Detroit that is really in, lim- you know, limbo with bringing in golf, you know, I'm not, I, for the Lions, that's a weird, you know, it'd be really weird to go. I know they lot, you know, they lose Galladay. Um, so they certainly have a need to fill a wide receiver spot. Um, I, I would say that if Chase is still on the board at seven, it seems like a likely fit. They need, you know, someone to catch the ball. They need someone to sort of bring some excitement. Um, I, you know, again, I feel like he'd be a little bit of a waste going to going to Detroit. Um, but I'm with Kyle in that they could, you know, both Waddle and, and uh, Smith could fall out of the top 10 because, you know, I don't see Carolina taking a wide receiver at that pick. I don't see the, you know, the Broncos aren't taking a wide receiver at that pick, And, you know, certainly the Cowboys aren't taking a wide receiver. Um, the Giants, you know, they just got Galladay. So I don't see them taking a wide receiver. So that takes you to 11. Um, you know, so I certainly, you know, yeah, if, if, Chase is still on the board at seven. I don't see a scenario in which either Waddle or Smith get taken, you know, in the top 11. And I certainly don't think anyone's going to trade up, you know, into one of those picks to, to grab a wide receiver just because there's just, there's so much wide receiver talent, you know, on the board. So it's, they're not one of those guys that you trade up to get. So Billy is 12, right? Billy is 12. Yeah. I mean, we've got, so this BUSR has Devontae Smith over 11 and a half minus 150. And then Waddle over 11 and a half is plus 190. I mean, it sounds like that scenario that you just outlined isn't that far-fetched. No. To take a shot at plus 190 for over 11 and a half on Waddle? Shoot. Yeah. And, he, and again, both of them, because one of them, possibly both are going to be 12 or later. Yeah. Because based off needs, I mean, you got, you got the NFC East there at 10 through 12 and they're all kind of vying for even corners. Um, You know, they could stretch, you know, and get a receiver, but the Cowboys don't really need one. No. Eagles, eh, maybe see them doing that, but you know, the, but then you're fine because Eagles are be looking for a quarterback. So, you know, that's another team where they might jump up if the Niners do take Jones. So that's, you know, another team to look out for. How about first running back? Um, I, the most popular thing I've seen this week is everyone mocking Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. Like, they need a running back. They haven't had someone who's been reliable, healthy for a while. It's a team that historically likes to run. It just, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is going to be that easy. But Kyle, you like ETN better. I just think his game translates better to the NFL. Um, he's very explosive, dynamic, fast. Look at guys like Alvin Kamara. You know, just Najee Harris is a Eddie George. He's six two, can run downhill. Maybe maybe better for for younger people is instead of Eddie George, he is like Adrian Peterson, a younger one. Um, where you know once he gets going, it's going to be hard to bring down. And I think he's going to be good. I'm not saying um, there's not much that separates them, but I'm thinking if you just want a playmaker, someone who can, you know, take it off tackle, take it up the middle, catch 
swing passes, just different out and ups. I think ETN just brings a lot more to the package than Najee Harris, but just depending again on team needs. Um, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see, I mean, I could see what's his face. Najee Harris going to pit. Neil, you got anything on that on first running back picked? I mean, you're going to have to lay juice if you think it's Harris. I would lean. I would lean with Najee being the first pick, and simply, I think it's a little bit of just about Alabama first Alabama pedigree, you know, and running backs. I mean, you have right now. I mean, Mark Ingram out of Alabama, Derrick Henry out of Alabama, uh, Kenyon Drake was out of Alabama, and Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. I mean, you know, quietly Alabama's you know sort of made itself running back. You. Um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh stuff, I think on paper makes a lot of sense, you know, Pittsburgh, a, they don't run, you know, they didn't run the ball at all last season. And we all knew that. So if they want to have some sort of a balance attack, um, you know, Harris makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense of them. You know, I think they were one of the highest teams that, you know, had to run plays out of shotgun last season. So if you need somebody in there to pass block, you know, Harris makes a lot of sense as, you know, he's a bigger back than ETN. So in the pass blocking game, he makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, to Kyle's point, it's going to be about a team with fit, you know, for ETN's 5'10", um, you know, 190 or something like that versus Harris is 6'1", 230, right? So Harris has sort of that Derrick Henry um, downhill. So, you know, a team that's going to play out of shotgun, I don't think – fits what Harris wants to do you know, Derek Henry, you know, lines up behind Tannehill and runs downhill. So a team that's going to do similar, um, you know, play a similar style to lining up out of center and, you know, put Najee Harris in the backfield and let him run. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a problem. So it's a lot about fit. Um, you know, lean to, I would lean towards Najee Harris, um, Personally, just because he, he fits the mold of a more traditional running back, you know, but ETN, you know, depending on the style, um, you know, of play that you want someone to move around, ETN is going to be that guy. It's just going to be a matter of fit who wants to just say, OK, it's, you know, it's time for me to get a running back. I think a lot, you know, when you look at the draft, um, you know, sort of in that, you know, 23 with the Jets, 24 to Pittsburgh and possibly 25 to Jacksonville is is right in and around there um, that he could go you know Pittsburgh makes sense if they you know want someone to sit there back there and pass block but if they really want to run ETN makes a little more sense you know because they're again I don't see Big Ben lining up under center a whole lot you know and changing as he ages so they're the style Pittsburgh is going to play is going to be you know in shotgun couple other fun ones that I'm seeing on here, and this is, again, on, on BUSR. We can do – they actually have one for total trades in the first round, and they have that set at four and a half. They have the over slightly juiced higher, over four and a half trades, minus 125, under four and a half, minus 115. I mean, Neil, we all hope we see more than four. And that's on draft day, that happening on draft day? That's specifically in round one. In round one, um, I think that's going to be one that if you were sitting there and again they call Mac, you bet the over four and a half, and they call Mac Jones to the 49ers at the third pick, you can go cash that ticket because um, because it's moving. 
Um, yeah, that four and a half. That's, that's interesting. I, I think I would, I think I would for this year, um, I would, I would lean over. I, I mean, I think we all knew last year, right? We, we all watched the draft. We all saw, you know, the coaches weren't sitting in a room with their G, you know, with their GM, they weren't sitting in a draft. The coaches were by themselves in their, you know, in their office with one phone, you know, it's, it's going, you know, it's going to be a little livelier this year. Phones are going to be ringing. Calls are going to be made. Um, you know, I, I certainly think there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of teams that, you know, are, would be fine to move back. There's a lot of teams that have specific needs that they're going to try to address this year. Uh, four and a half. I, I think I would take my, I think I would take the over. How do you feel about that, Kyle? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, pretty, seems pretty much safe. Um, yeah, nothing more to add. <laughs> How about who will Trevor Lawrence hug first? You got wife, because he's not at the draft, so he's at home. Uh, wife minus 125, mom plus 160, dad plus 200, sibling plus 800, friend plus 1500. Gotta go with the mommy. Right? I was gonna, yeah. You got to hug your mom. Like, oh, yeah. Plus 160. Got to go. With Get some mom. nice plus money for mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's check a- that one out on BUSR. That's, that's a fun one. Yeah. I'm going to go you back. Can- who, did Bur- who did Burrow hug last year first? Ooh. I think his dad. Because he was just sitting. I remember him. He was just sitting on his couch with his just his mom and dad. I don't think he had as many people in the room. I yeah. think it was just mom and dad next to him. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I remember that. With those super old curtains. <laughs> That's right. Any other uh, any other props you guys wanted to look at that you guys had circled? Neil, I know you said your what was your biggest one that you had done so far? It was it was field fields uh, under seven and That's a half. Right. Um was mine. So the the other one that I just to throw out one that I was looking at that I thought was interesting. So they've got uh, I saw Atlanta Falcons, the, their first pick to take an offensive player was minus 700 to take a defensive player was plus 400. Again, it would go back to it. To me, it's interesting. You know, if anyone's going to trade back with their pick, it's going to be Atlanta. And then from there, it's, you know, what you draft, you know, you fade back. It's then it's at that point a 50-50 pick, whether you're not, you know, you're taking an offensive player versus a defensive player. I think Atlanta's got a lot of holes on defense that they would like to, to, to try and fill. So to take Atlanta plus 400 um, to take a, def- a defensive player is, a, you know, interesting little upside upside pick that's really closer to even assuming, you know, they don't hold on to their fourth pick. Yeah, that's interesting in that trade scenario. Kyle, did you have anything else you wanted to take a look at or are you just going to be – so yeah, locked three. in on number three. Yeah, I'm going to be pretty locked in on three. I, th- I think I'm just going to hammer fields, man. I mean, I've been kind of reading some more stuff on fields, and I'm just even more confident it's fields. It's just, man, it's just too good to be true. But uh, I definitely I definitely like the, uh, the pits and the chase. You know, they're both plus money, five and a half. One of them is going six. I mean, unless unless the Bengals just absolutely say nope, we're take we're taking Chase at five. You know, we're gonna have 
you know, the most passing yards in league history, but uh, our quarterback might die. So, <laughs> oh, Bengals. Uh, I, uh, God, I could just see it. I could just roll my eyes. Oh, Bengals. Wow. And then, you know, then again, then you got to, uh, you know, if he gets just gifted Jamar Chase. Speaking of Chase, can, can you imagine in Dynasty if uh, the Dolphins do get Jamar Chase and our boy Chase, who has Tua, he's going to be hounding my ass to get Jamar Chase. Yeah, you might get a text in that, in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. You might get a text. Yeah, we can't wait to see where these guys land. Our Dynasty draft is in – we're doing it in just a couple weeks, right? Yeah, a week from Saturday. There we go. All right. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be filling out our – Kyle's going to use his eight first-round picks pretty soon. So, only good got job, everyone. Here. It's right before Mother's Day, so when I draft Najee Harris, I know I'm hugging my mom first. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. So. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, guys, can't wait to see what happens. Uh, we'll get this one posted so people can listen and maybe try to find some of these props. So, Neil, thanks again for coming on. Absolutely, guys. Had a blast. We'll, uh, we'll, do, one, we'll do one after the draft for sure, and we'll look at win totals again and see if you want to hammer that Bengals under. Yeah, so we, we might have to do one live tomorrow for the first like four picks just for my reaction on camera. Oh, we maybe we'll maybe I'll just record you and we'll tweet that out. Okay. If people want to bet how many things Kyle will throw or break, we'll get both those. We'll get numbers on both of those. Yeah, we should. Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. Make sure you're following at Fade U Sports. Please subscribe to the pod. We appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. This is Fade You.